I never would like being the guy that received a, a paycheck. You know what I mean? I felt like to me, a paycheck was like a cage almost for a lion, if that makes sense. Get ready for brilliant people, brilliant ideas, and a regular good time. This is Brilliant Thoughts with Success People editor Tristan Almada, the show that thinks about how personalities, relationships, and communication shape business success. And now here he is, Tristan Almada. When you say yes to enough different situations, amazing things can happen if you take on those situations with a great attitude. And today I've got Gordon Dillard, who has an amazing attitude with great energy. He's currently the co-manager of Doja Cat, and he just joined Capital Music Group as EVP, A&R, and Artist Development. So yes, he wears many hats. He's extremely talented, very creative, a good storyteller, Pay attention to his journey in this next conversation because it's inspirational at the same time being very educational. Let's talk to Gordon Dillard. Welcome back to another episode of Brilliant Thoughts, a success magazine podcast. Again, we focus on talking to and bringing you the most amazing people I have to do with leadership, success, struggles, growth. And again, we've got somebody amazing here. Gordon, what's up, man? What's up, my man? How are you? Good, good. You're apparently you're like down the street from me, and we could have done this in person, but here we are. We could have done it over Thai food, man. <laughs> Very tired today, you mean? It's <laughs> oh, awesome. It's a beautiful day in California, though. So thanks for joining. I'm a day, man. I appreciate you. Well, let's talk about you because I'm reading all this amazing stuff about you everywhere. And now you join Capital Music as their EVP and are in artist development. What the hell does that mean? So AR is like uh ARs are the are the guys behind the music, you know, they're behind the creation of the music. They are um, to me, I, I look at AR as like the like the manager at the label almost. You know, they are the the person that's most in touch with the with the artists and outside of PR, they're the most uh, with the artists and the they're the closest to the music and the creation of the music. Oh, nice! So, does that mean you get to interact with the artists a lot more than normal? Yeah, I mean, you are you like you're with the artist the manager. You're around that. You're in a studio with them. You're if your artist is not a writer for themselves, you're you're finding songs. You're finding writers. You're finding producers. You help them piece together the 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 project and and um, yeah, that's that's essentially what NR does and. Artist development is, you know, a focus on the development of plans of, of the artist. That's cool. How'd you get started in all this, man? Did you always want to do this from a young age? It's crazy because when I was younger, my family was always around the arts, but I just looked at a lot of guys that I looked up to. Like you have like uh, your Kevin Lyles, you have like your, your Kareem Biggs Burke, you got like, you have your, um, there's a, a list of people, Russell Simmons, all these guys that were um, to me, like, iconic in the music scene in a scene that uh that I, I really enjoyed i love music i love how it made me feel and I, you know i just wanted to be i wanted to be an a and r you know growing up that was like my my thing and i also like wanted to uh grow into an entrepreneur grow into an executive uh such as like you know russell simmons he was one of my bigger influences and so sort of an internship actually at motown really um and then from there things kind of evolved and and uh and turned into where it's at now that's cool. So tell me some of the some of the struggles you went through. Did you ever go through and be like, hey, you know what? This just isn't for me. It's just 
it's too challenging. It's not going to happen. Or did you always push forward and be like, no, I got this. How was that like? I mean, it was, I mean, I mean, I think when I moved to New York, I, you know, I had some family, my sister was there and like I had some aunts and uncles, but I've always been very much like, um, I've always been a person that kind of, you know, I kind of just run with whatever I'm feeling and and where I'm at. And, and I had this dream and I wanted to like get out of Oakland and, and I just saw a bigger picture and, you know, and there was a ceiling at where I was at. It was like a glass ceiling. I could see, I could see through it. I could see there was so much more, but I was like, there wasn't the tools around me to get there. There wasn't the network around to get there. There wasn't the labels. It wasn't the, the community of music wasn't where I was at in a space so I had to go to it, and uh, my sister was working at a label at the time, and, and like the finance department. So, and I was working with this uh, this this artist named John Gilchrist. He's a good friend of mine, but he was a rapper, and um, he was he was I thought he was really dope. And uh, his other kid, Marcel Williams, at the time he's an R&B singer out of uh, out of Oakland. I was I was good friends with, and so like just being around uh, being around my sister, and and you know I used to bounce around the building and. And like, you know, just go meet people. And, and uh, mm. the hardships have, have always been creating the roadmap and, and trying to learn and figure out uh, an industry that you're new to and do it so where you don't, you're not, you don't rub people the wrong way or like do it in a way that like you're building things naturally and organically and, yeah. and all properly, like and doing it the right way. Um, you know, so, but I've also, ne I've never been a person that's like, I've always believed in what I wanted to do. And I never really had a plan B when it came to these things. So, mm. you know, I didn't know specifically what I was going to do. Like, I, didn't, I wasn't, I didn't want to be a manager at the time. I didn't even know what a manager was. And, you know, I, in, in its full entirety of like what they did as, as far as structure and business and how to relate it to the artist. But I did want to be an A&R. And it wasn't until I got an A&R space and got around the managers where I was like, man, look, they have so much more to do with the artist's career. And they can create ideas. They can ideate with the artists, and and uh, and they have so much more control. And I say control, it's like not control. They 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 call the shots, but it's like they um like they 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 run the business. Yeah. And, and there was a lot of freedom to that space. And also, I was a I, I you know I never liked being the guy that received a, a paycheck. You know, what I mean, I felt like to me a paycheck was like a cage almost for a lion. If that makes sense. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It was like, and, and so you, you know, a check to me dulled my skills down and it kind of, you know, it was, I never want to get complacent with like every two weeks I have this money coming, you know, or every two weeks I have this. And then like, they pay you what they think you're worth. I was like, I'd rather be under the pressure of like me knowing what I was worth and me going out to get the money that I felt like I deserved. And in that space, management was, was that like, they had a piece of, they had some, they had a piece of of what came in. It wasn't, you know, and that, and you made that how you wanted to make it. Like when you're in, mm -hmm. and so you always, your, your approach is very different. It's very survival, like instinct. Yeah. And you make smart moves based on different things than, than others would in the industry. And your priorities are different based on longevity of your artist's brand versus a one record or versus a dollar or what you're receiving from a record. That makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense, man. It actually goes back to what you were saying about being in a place where you had a glass ceiling, right? Yeah. You could see through it, but it's like, oh, maybe yeah, it's not not for me right here in this place. So yeah. it makes a lot of sense. In, in in when you were answering the question, I was thinking you you seem to be very in tuned with your creative nature. Well, that and, 
And I, uh, dude, I want to know more about that. Like, how do you, how do you continually evolve that? So you don't hold yourself back because what I found with some entrepreneurs is that they believe in themselves, but a lot of the times they don't give themselves permission to continue to evolve and grow. How do you do that? I mean, it, it took a while, man. And, and to be honest, like, I just have this, um, this undying, like, drive. And, I, and I, I honestly, I can't tell you where it comes from. I, but I just know that, like, and I'm extremely competitive. Um, extremely. And that comes from me playing sports when I was young. I don't like to lose, man. So it's like, um, but I'm also open. Like, a lot of people are close to ideas. They're close to things. They're close to, to people. And I think a lot of that halts and could uh, be damaging to, to one's growth. Um, because, you know, they, they have the mentality of like, I know it all. I know exactly what this is. And to me, I, I don't feel like any one person knows it all. I don't feel like any one person creates all these ideas themselves. I think, I think the, the, the smart person is the one that knows what they don't know. The smart person is one that will go read and figure out the things they don't know or find a partner to figure out that knows those things and can align in business. And one that's open to different opportunities because, you know, different things make sense. And, and if you're, if you're closed minded to, to ideas and people, you, you'll miss a lot of opportunity to expand and grow in business. And so for myself, I'm always uh, super personal with everyone. Um, and I listen to people like, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a listener than I am a talker, even though I do love to talk. Um, I enjoy listening and, 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 and listening to ideas and like, and uh, being around people that have great ideation and um, that I can, you know, also provide in and play my part. Like I know what I'm great at. I know what I'm not good at. And so in some ways, I don't try to be great at things that I'm not great at. I like to master the things I am great at and become a tool and an asset to things, peoples, and ideas that make sense, you know? Mm, I like two, right, two things from that. That was a really good response, man. Uh, two things, and I'll tell them to you now so I don't forget, but I want you to go back to the second one. When you're not that great at something, where do you go and find the talent to surround yourself with so you can succeed? That's number one, and I'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, the other one is how do you make yourself an asset so that other people can see that they need you? Let's start with that one. That that's value. Like you got to grow and build value, and that honestly ties to the first part and the the first thing you just touched on, which is when you're finding like when you when you go to find a person. I can answer this in two parts. When you're going to find a person, I mean that's research, right? And that's like knowing what industry you're in, who the power players are and being around and being available and being outside and like being at events and being present, being present is very key. But the, uh, you know, to the first, you know, to the first part of, of, can you repeat that one part again? Cause I'm like, my mind is ju- yeah, bother- the, 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 the yeah. asset one. How do you create yourself as the asset? Value. You got to create value. And that again, is like not focusing on trying to be a great at a million things, but being a master of a few things. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that then becomes valuable. Like, for example, if I'm looking for a great accountant, I want the accountant that's amazing at accounting. I don't want the guy that's amazing at accounting and amazing at five, six, seven, eight, nine other things that's because true. they make the best at accounting. I want the guy that focuses on accounting. He's the best at it. When you go to when the artists go to find a manager, they want the manager that's great at managing. They don't they don't need the guy that's like that's trying to do a million other things. You know what I mean? That like wants to, you know, um, yeah, that, that's involved in like. And like sports and all those other things, like like I am involved in music. So most of the things that I get myself into are music related because that's what I'm trying to master. 
you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't need to master a bunch of other things. I, you know, I look and, and also just the entertainment in its own to be a master of entertainment. And that includes like television, a bunch of other things, but um, yeah, you gotta, you have to, you have to build and grow value. Value is something that is irreplaceable. If you're looking to, if you're looking for, when I learned this when I was interning, because I'm like, yo, there's all these other interns in the room. What makes me more different and what makes me the guy that's eligible for the job? That's and right. I was, I have to separate myself. And by separation, I have to know more than these people know. I got to be better at this fucking job than they are. Yep. And I have to be able to create value. And so like, I took one role and one responsibility, which was very simple. It was um, at the time they needed somebody that liaison with travel. And I was really uh, close after the first time of doing it a few times, me and the, the travel agent um, for BCD Travel. I'll never forget. Uh, and it was like the the external travel uh, agency for Universal at the time. Not sure they still use them, but uh, I came really close with the people that booked a lot of the cash money travel. And it was like a thing. We had a great relationship. And then by that point, I was the guy that was doing all the travel for everything that was going on. So, and I, I it was it was so much work that I was doing it on the weekend and I was doing it for free. So it was like, when it was time for me to leave, I was leaving a hole in their operation. Whoa. And the value was so big. It was like, yo, we need this guy because who else is going to do this? Yeah. And so they had to pay me. <laughs> They're like, well, we don't want you to go. How much do you want? You're great at what you're doing. Like, it's like, so they found a way to pay me. That's how I got my first industry job. No way. That's cool, dude. Yeah, but that's that. But that applies to so many other things for people, you know. Yeah, I could see that, and and you know what we see in all industries, we see this is that people that are starting off, it's almost like there's an entitlement there, and they want to be paid, they want this, they want that, they kind of want to start in the middle or even higher up, right? There are lessons in the earlier stages of your life. For example, this lesson that I learned being in that situation that I carry it throughout my entire career, even where I'm at right now and in the spaces I'm at in my life right now, when I look to, even though people will consider me in a certain space and hold a certain level of value, there are levels that I'm still looking to achieve that this value may not translate to some of these people. I need to create more value for myself to then become valuable even for my next level. You know, it doesn't stop. Like it do, you don't need, you, you should never stop creating value. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You always become an asset to someone or something, you know, like it, it just, that's just how it goes, you know? So yeah. it's a lifelong tool, but people that like to skip the beginning stage and jump into the middle, they're going to miss all that valuable lessons that are going to be key for the development, their growth of their career and whatever they're looking to do in their life, whether it be management or whether it be anything they choose. It's, it, these are vital lessons that you don't want to skip. How do you, how do you stay in that mindset to continually want to grow? It's, it, it's the only way I know how to do it. <laughs> You're like, well, I just do it. I well, it also becomes habitual, right? It becomes a habit. In order to change, you have to grow. And you see what I'm saying? In order, in order to grow, you have to change. And I can't live and have the same tools I have now playing at a higher level. It's like when you're, it's like, it's like football when you're in high school. If you want to, they start you off as a freshman. You cannot play varsity football with a freshman level of, 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 of football. You can't, you can't do it. You won't be prepared for it. You'll get eaten alive. You'll like, you gotta become stronger. You gotta become mental. You gotta understand plays. You gotta understand how to play at that level. And so in, in order to understand how to play at that level, you gotta learn everything there's to learn at a freshman level and be the best there so you can then get the JV. 
And then you go to JV, you learn everything that needs to be learned there. And you learn a skill level. You build up your, you know what I'm saying? You build your body. You, 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 you then become the player that can play at a varsity level. And not everybody plays at that level. Not everybody gets a chance to go to college and play at a collegiate level. You know what I'm saying? Like not everybody's that great. And not everybody stays the course that long to become that great. And that's why the NFL and the NBA and all these guys, they only have a certain, because those are the people that dedicated themselves to change and growth for X amount of years and trying to become the best. And that's why they are where they are. And they get paid where they get paid and they, and they, and they live the lives they live is because of consistency and willingness to, uh, to stay the course. You know what I'm also noticing, and this is uh, subliminal from, from you talking to me, you, my guess is from what you're talking to me about, you surround yourself with very high level individual people uh, or groups of people. And I think that's what also pushes you to know that even though you're doing great, you can always do better, yeah. right? Because you, you're like that type of person that just wants to do better and better yourself, which is amazing. So for those people listening in that can relate with you, like, yeah. like me, how do you continually find those people to level up into? And how do you get involved in those crowds? I'll be honest, man. Like it, there's, there's several ways. One, you got to be patient. Because life's going to throw, throw what it has to throw at you. And, that, and I've, I've come to find that out. And that's a spiritual thing. But it's like, you know, I believe that, you know, um, your life is, is, is going to shape out the way it's going to be. And it's, it's your responsibility to see the signs and kind of follow those things. And that's, that's how I've always believed in it. Um, and that's kind of the things that I've been in. But when you come across these people, and it's also, you do so by treating people equally. And, and I say that because when you treat people equally and you're a good person and you have great intention and you lead with a good heart, you happen to attract that same energy towards you and you start finding people that you run into and have great conversation with that may know somebody that may know somebody that may know the other person. And then you find yourself in these rooms and you, it, it happens all the time. Like I had a conversation yesterday with a guy and a friend introduced me to this guy that, that has a studio. And it, at first I wasn't going to meet him because I was like, oh, I didn't need it. And just so happened I did need it. And some of the greatest work that I've, I've, I've been you know, doing and some of the partners and artists that work with are working out of this space. And then I had a conversation with him yesterday and like, there's a whole business thing he wants to get into that can lead to amazing things. And, but I would have never, if, if I, if I said no to the first opportunity, these things, these, these things that, that panned out over the last month, a month of time panned out into this great conversation that led to these potential great opportunities in business would never have happened if I made the decision to say no and to not go to the studio, to not see the space. And so it's all, it's about taking chances. It's about being open. And and those these things kind of come in, and when you when you meet these people, again it it goes back to um, it goes back to to value. When you have value, it doesn't matter how big you are or how big the person is. If you can create value, you can help build something with somebody and help them get to a, another level or another check or something like that. Those people prioritize those things. You know what I mean? Like if I know for for a fact, if like if a young guy comes to me and is like like for example, the guy yesterday. You know, he could use some of my relationships and my things like that to help develop things. It's a great business model. And I'm like, I, his value is just as important as my value is to him. It's a great, it's a great situation. The artists that, that we work around, all these other things that he's around, those are all, you know, created value for him. But if I didn't have those relationships, if I didn't have, you know, that mindset, if I didn't have that drive and those things, I would then have no value to him. And there would be no reason for me and him to have that conversation. He actually wouldn't have had that conversation with me. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I love that. Relationships and connections are a yeah. huge part of your value. 
with genuine ones though, right? Like not, I don't yeah. build relationships based off opportunity. I build relationships based off of a good nature, good people and good human beings. Because it doesn't matter. I always believe a good human being will rise to the top in whatever they choose to rise on. And you want to know those people, man, because it could be like the good, the good guy. I was once the young intern that some people, look, there's a guy, Bruce Carbone. He, he like, he really is the one that like I used to intern for at Motown. And this man gave me the shot and opportunity to do whatever I wanted to. I used to take his little pass and I used to run around the office illegally because I wasn't supposed to be an intern there. <laughs> like it's crazy. And to this day, like he texted me this morning and we keep in contact to this day and our situations have changed. Like I used to be the intern for him. And now I'm in a position where we and him get to work for each other and it's leveled out. I was the guy that like some people may have like, they shoot me off and I'm like, yo, get away from me, guy. Or like, oh, he's not going to mount to whatever the hell or whatever, you know, whatever it could be. I don't know what people thought. I didn't care. But there are the people that I will never forget that, that, that did help me out, that did look out for me, that did look at me. So it's the same thing where I'm at now. Why would I look at a younger person or even for anybody for that fact and look at them like they can't become someone when I once sat in that seat and became somebody? You know what I mean? So it's like, so it's just a matter of just, treating people properly, man. And what you put out as earth is what you're going to get back. That's true. Dude, it goes, it's like biblical, bro. It is. It is. And again, I'm very spiritual when it comes to those things, man, because I really believe it's, it's, it, it all comes down to energy and the energy you keep. I agree. So is this then how you got connected to Doja Cat? How did that happen? <laughs> it actually, you know, it's crazy. So the, the truth, the true story is uh, me and my ex had actually broke up during the time. And this actually lends back to some of the spiritual stuff. And I, you know, I thought my life was over. I'm like, ah, you know, I was so tied up in that thing. And, and uh, what ended up actually happening is I ended up going on a trip. And some friends, a mutual friend of mine invited me to go to Miami. And uh, I ran into this guy, uh, which was there with these friends. His name is Jetty Beats. Uh, and he's just an amazing human, an amazing spirit. Um, and me and him got along just great. And he was looking for, you know, a new manager for an artist that he had at the time. And, and so, you know, he, he, he played me some music when I got back uh, to L.A. And we got back from the L.A. and Bob. And, and, and uh, you know, he introduced me to her after a while of me and him just working. I went on the road with him for a while. And, and I just, you know, you know, things pan out the way they, that they did, you know. But that's how I, I, that's how I met her. I met, I actually met Yeti. But again, that's all I say again. When you're living life and with great intention of being a great person, and you, and you don't say no to things. You find yourself in situations. You got to be present in the moment. You got to take risks. You got to go go to that place that you may not want to go. It may not make sense at the time, but sometimes saying yes can end up being in that situation. But I tell you, had I not had that breakup, which, you know, thank, thank you to her, but I not had that breakup, I would have never, I would have never met him. And the day that I thought was the worst day of my life or time of my life in that moment ended up being one of the best times that I've ever had and one of the best situations I've ever been involved in. That's insane, man. I love that. You said yes. And you were also authentic in the connection. So that led to, to other things. That's beautiful, dude. And that's still my brother, man. I was with him yesterday. I'm with him. This whole week I've been with him and like, and, and, and he, and he's still the same spirit, the same individual. And he's one of the best people that I know. I love that, man. I love it. So, where do we go and find more about you, more check out what you're doing, just more of you? I mean, to be honest with you, man, like I'm I'm pretty quiet with things, you know? And that's just kind of by nature. And like when these type of opportunities come up, I I I I do these things because I really want to be able to help people 
And I want, whether it be people that are already super successful that know these things and may not know these things or may need a refresher or some people that may be at my space and my level or some of the younger kids that are just, that, that look up to me that I'm not aware of, you know, and all the ones that I am aware of or whatever the case may be, however this can help people um, position themselves, give inspiration to themselves and, and help themselves, you know, become better and, and, and um, whether it's better people or better at their, at their arts or better at their craft or uh, whatever that may be. I just want to be able to be a source of, of good energy and, and good information and, and uh, use my story to be able to tell that. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm on Instagram and I, I don't post all very much, but I try to keep things very interesting for people when I do. And, you know, um, and then when these opportunities come up, I like to take advantage of those things. So again, I appreciate you for even allowing me to use your platform to be able to do so. That's great, man. You're just such a, a good human being. It's really nice to, to see your journey, how you connect. And I, I've got a few notes here, man. And I'm looking at it and I'm saying like, there's a lot of good lessons here, bro. I love yeah. this. We got to keep in contact because we're neighbors, man. And like, Dude, you know, we can- I still have to connect with Pia. I've been promising people like, now I feel bad. Now it's all good. Maybe I'll pop in when you guys are connected. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll take the last 30 minutes of that meeting. <laughs> Thanks so much. Yeah. I appreciate this. You're really a great inspiration and a good human being. Like I said, amazing. Anytime you need me, man, I'm here for you, bro. Uh, I'll jump on any time, any time to just to, to talk to people. You know, if anybody wants to get a reach, a hold of me, P has my email and stuff like that. So anybody wants to reach out to me, like, you know, I'd love to answer questions or I'll be a part of anybody's journey and a positive. I appreciate that, man. Man, I appreciate you, bro. Those are all the brilliant thoughts that we have for you today. If you like what you're hearing, drop us a review or just tell your friends. This has been a success podcast. Head to success.com slash podcast to hear more just like it.